Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Um, I'm just going to open in prayer, if that's okay with you. Let's close our eyes. Dear Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you're here with us. Father, I thank you for your love, God, and I thank you, um, Father, that that you're just here. You're here just always waiting for us, Lord. Um, Father, I just pray, God, that you may open our hearts, Lord, that you may open our minds, Father. Lord, that we may just receive you this morning, Father. Um, And Lord, um, that you'll just do a work in us. Um, And Father, that we'll just leave this place changed, Father. And we just thank you for all that you do, Father, and, and, and everything that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, most of you know I'm a school teacher, but what you probably don't know is that um, I'm actually qualified to teach all the way through, from the little ones to the big ones. And so, what that means is over the past 18 years is that I've accumulated a lot of resources at home. And... I've always just kept, never know when I'm going to need it again. So I've just accumulated and accumulated lots of different things for teaching. Um, So our study at home is packed, completely packed. Um, From floor to ceiling, it's just full of everything that I might need. This room was so cluttered that every time I walked into the room, I actually felt stressed. And walking into the room did not bring me any happiness. So I decided that I was going to start a process of decluttering this room. And part of the reason why this room needed decluttering is because uh, we've got five kids, the older three have their own rooms, and the twins share the theatre. So by Removing everything from the study, it would mean that we would have a bedroom for one of our twins. So I took on the challenge at the start of the holidays to declutter this room. And I'm biting my pride here, but this is a photo of our study at home. Now, For those of you that know me well, I am not the type of person to share anything like this to anybody. Um, However, and I promise you the rest of my house is not like that, it's just the study. Um, But I felt that I had to show just to illustrate um, what I'm talking about today. So the sad thing is that I actually took a photo after I had already started to declutter the study. So it was actually worse than this. You can see that stuff has been cleared from the shelves. But right up the top, actually, you can't even see because the photo's chopped it off, but there's files all the way along the top. There's files along the other side. Um, Over this side, um, there's a whole heap of craft items. It's just full. And in the middle, there's... Uh, those cube bookcases filled with things and on the back there's more just under the windows. So it's absolutely full. Um, Now I've been going through this process of decluttering and getting things out and it's been incredibly overwhelming. And sometimes I've come across things and wondered why did I even buy that? 
And sometimes I've come across things and forgotten that I've even had them there. And it's literally been things that I thought I might use, but I didn't end up using them. And I hope my husband has his ears blocked right now about buying things and not needing them. But my story about decluttering our study at home leads me to my message this morning, and we can get rid of that now. We don't need it because I don't really like seeing it. Um, is something that I love about God and what he's laid on my heart to speak about. Um, As I was writing, he brought it to my attention, the study and how I could use it as an illustration. So today I'll be speaking about having a clear mind for Christ. So you see, in the same way that my study at home was cluttered and filled with things that I didn't need, our minds have the potential to be the same. Clutter and mess in one room can cause confusion and our minds are no different. If we have too much clutter up here, we can lose focus and get confused. And in the same way that Bill shared this morning, our minds get in the way. They can get in the way of what God is doing. They can get in the way of our relationship with him. So how can we have a clear mind for Christ amongst the chaos in our mind? Now, I remember the day that I chose to follow Jesus. So my life was a mess. Um, Some of you know my testimony. Um, I won't share the long version, but the short version was that I was down in the pits. Um, My life was a mess. I was um, messed up with drugs, things of this world, and I was in despair. And so one morning, somebody invited me to, to go to church, and I went along and I was at a point where I'd, I just had no hope. And the only hope, you know, I heard about Jesus, that was the only hope that I had that I could string on to. And during worship, as um, I was, you know, reading the words, singing and worshipping to God, I was just filled, filled with his Holy Spirit, filled with his presence, with his love, with his joy, with just this peace that everything's going to be Okay. And I remember in that moment just thinking, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on here. It's just this peace that surpasses all understanding was was what I needed to focus on. And so even though we have God with us, we're still responsible for our thoughts. And our minds are like this constant battlefield. We are continuously being influenced by um, the world around us. And I have put together a few points as to how um, we can have a clear mind for Christ. So number one is shifting our mindset. So I don't know about you, but when there's too much going on in here, nothing seems to flow. We need to declutter and kick out what's not needed so that we can be fruitful. And the Lord wants us to have a clear mind And when there is too much clutter, too much going on, we just can't see properly and we can't focus on the things of God. When we think about a child growing up, we think about how they are influenced by everything around them, the world around them, especially teenagers. A child isn't born doing the right thing. We need to teach them to do the right thing. And as a child grows up into an adult, just like you and I, We are also influenced by our surroundings. 
in your Proverbs uh, chapter 22, verse 6. Um, it says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. So in the same way that we need to train and coach a child to do the right thing, we also need to train our minds to do the right thing. By, by training our minds as we grow older and mature in Christ, we will hopefully stay on the right path and not depart, of, depart from it. Our minds store everything. And even after becoming a Christian, our minds still remember things from growing up. We remember thoughts which are not godly thoughts, things that perhaps we've been exposed to. We can remember times when people may have spoken negative words over our life. We can still remember everything. These things, these thoughts can influence us. And even now, we're still being influenced by everything, by our family, by our friends, social media, the news, the movies we watch, the music we listen to, the people we cross paths with, our workplace, drivers on the roads, and list, the list goes. What is feeding our mind? The enemy can use these things that influence us to shift our attention from God. They are also doors which can allow the enemy to step in thoughts into our minds. And there's even the thoughts that come as a result of our hearts being wounded. The way that we're feeling, if we're feeling sad, if we're feeling hurt. And straight away our mind kicks in and we've got negative thoughts. Well, we can have negative thoughts. In Romans chapter 8, verses 6 to 8. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Our natural mind, our physical mind, is an enemy of God. We are influenced by our thoughts. We are influenced by our surroundings. And these things can cut off our connection with God. It is through our minds that the enemy can sweep in and plant those negative thoughts. We need to keep our minds clean and pure. If we do not declutter and remove the thoughts which are not from God, they will make themselves at home and they could grow. God wants us to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. And it makes me think of um, the fact that the enemy, Satan, is a liar. In John chapter 8, verse 44, when he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of all lies. We need to remember that, that the enemy is a liar. I and mean, when we have thoughts that pop in that are not godly thoughts, straight away we know that the enemy is lying to us. Thoughts that perhaps bring us down, thoughts that are not pure and wholesome, the enemy could be planting those. These are all lies that he wants us to believe. He wants us to believe these to throw us off course with our relationship with God. 
And if we accept these lies and we do not dismiss them, then they can stay with us. These are like seeds that will eventually grow, especially if we focus on them and feed into them. Um, One of my favourite scriptures of the Bible um, from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In the same way that in the physical realm... We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. There is a war going on in the spirit, and we should never underestimate the power of our thoughts. And if we allow our mind to have negative thoughts, they can consume us, and God does not want us to be held captive by those negative thoughts. How we think is how we become. Every move and action that we make always starts up here. Knowing these things, we need to be prepared to take responsibility and change our mindset. So number two is taking authority. Um, I've taken a scripture from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. The Lord does not want us to live in the flesh. He doesn't want us to live the way that the world lives. He doesn't want us to follow the trend. He doesn't want us to be influenced by everything around us. The thoughts that come from the world are not wholesome from God. They clutter our minds. They cause us no good. Imagine thought after thought that is not from God and chaos is created. As I've mentioned, they're like seeds that could eventually grow if we focus on them. This is how powerful they are. We need to guard our mind and our hearts, our thoughts. And the second part of the sentence says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Lord wants us to renew our minds. He wants us to continuously renew our minds by removing the thoughts that are not from him and replace them by focusing on him. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 to 5, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So living in a world which has the potential to influence us, We do not wage war as the world does. The Lord does not want us to get consumed in what the world has to offer us. The Lord doesn't want our minds to be consumed in thoughts that are not his. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. 
as already mentioned, God does not want us to fight in the flesh. He doesn't want us to fight in the physical. He doesn't want to, us to fight back by choosing the wrong words to say to someone. He doesn't want us to fight back by thinking negative thoughts about what's going on, what's disturbing us. He wants us to fight back by taking authority over our thoughts. He wants us to fight back by submitting to him, quoting scripture and worshipping him. And I will speak more about those things soon. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. God wants us to demolish, to take away, to remove any arguments or conflict, anything negative that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. He's actually asking us to take action and not allow these seeds from the enemy to reside in us. And the very last part of this verse, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. It doesn't say take captive some thoughts. It doesn't say that we take captive a few thoughts. And it doesn't say that we take captive the thoughts that might be convenient to take captive but it clearly says that we are to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. God does not want us to conform to this world. He doesn't want us to be part of the enemy's scheme. He doesn't want, he doesn't want us to allow the seeds that are not from him to take a place in our minds. Let's take authority over our thoughts and take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And how awesome is it that God has given us the authority to command any ungodly thoughts to leave our mind? We have the, we have the authority, we have the power to do that. Number three, knowing scripture. I'm getting a bit hot here. <laughs> Number three, the word of God is our truth for every situation. It is God's word and we need to use scripture as our weapon. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We need scripture to rebuke the enemy. We need to know scripture so that when the enemy plants a negative thought in our mind, we can easily access that scripture and use it. God's word is the weapon and evidence that we need when we are fighting this mind in our battle. Sorry, when we are fighting this battle in our mind. Going a little further in chapter uh, in, in chapter 2 Timothy, we are told, thank you, <laughs> I have got water, but I'm worried I'm going to fling the cap off when I try to open it. All right, so um, going further in uh, the chapter of 2 Timothy, we are told, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. The Lord doesn't want us to have a mind that's cluttered with unnecessary thoughts. He wants us to have a clear mind. 
and not just in some situations, but in every situation. Mind is cluttered is it makes it much harder to find that scripture that we need to rebuke the enemy, that scripture that we need at that time, whatever we're going through. We need to keep filling our minds with the things of God, filling our minds with scripture, filling our minds with his word and shifting anything that is not of him, anything ungodly, negative thoughts out. There is no place for them. So going back to my study, in the same way that, you know, I was finding things that I'd forgotten about and I um, forgot I'd bought and I didn't know where they are, those sorts of things that come with clutter. Um, As I was cleaning things out, I found a number of things, wasn't just what I could have actually used, last year um, for teaching and I just I just forgot that they were there I didn't even realize they were there because there was stuff buried on top of it there was stuff around it there was too much clutter around it and in the same way that that happened with me knowing scripture is no different we can know scripture but if we can't access it if we've got too much going on up here if we've got too much distraction too much to be a lot harder to the scriptures that God has given us in the Bible. And what I love about scripture as well is that, you know, in John chapter 8, verses 31, or verse 31 and 32, you know what? If we know the truth, the truth will set us free. So if there's anything going on up here, having scripture is so important because holding on to that, knowing that scripture, that is what will set us free. Jesus will set us free from any thoughts that the enemy Um, is trying to plant. Number four, submitting to God. James chapter four, verse seven, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Each time we shut the door on the enemy and we submit to God, the enemy will flee. He will give up on that door. He may try another door, but he will eventually give up. We need to continuously submit to God. We need to lay it at his feet. Whatever's going on, on, just lay it there. Keep coming back to him over and over again. Staying with him so that the enemy leaves us alone. And this is no different to praying, just submitting to God, praying, resting in him, giving it all to him, Asking him for what we need. When we submit to God, we're trusting him. We're trusting that he's in control. It doesn't matter what's happening up here. It doesn't matter what thoughts or um, what, what the enemies, what lies are being planted. God is in control. When we submit to him, we're trusting him. Proverbs 3 verse 5 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Our mind is not a reliable source. God wants us to just come to him and trust him. We don't know the full picture. We don't know what's going on. Lean not on your own understanding and trust in the Lord with all of your heart. 
We serve a God who wants us to submit to him. He wants us to turn to him for everything. Doesn't matter what's going on. He just wants us to submit to him. How amazing is it that we serve a God who is here with us right now and just waiting for us just to continuously press into him. And submitting to God is links in with number five, which is, which is worshipping God. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, Jesus said to Satan, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Jesus not only took authority by saying, Away from me, Satan, but he also quoted scripture Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Worship the Lord your God. God wants us to worship him. We see immediately that the angels came and attended to him. When we worship, we receive. God's with us. God fills us. He gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding. He wants us to worship him. And in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. When we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, we are worshipping him. We're putting him first. We are making him the centre of everything we do. And the second part here also states, with, oh, with all your mind and all your strength, the Lord wants us to worship him with our mind. Worship him with our minds when they're filled with everything from the world and negative thoughts from the enemy. It's much harder. God wants us to worship him with everything we've got, with all of our strength. And when we worship him, it's like that moment when I shared with you about when I first became a Christian and worshipping him in that moment. And it's just that Holy Spirit filling, that Holy Spirit um, which gave me the peace that I needed. So when we worship him, he wants us to worship him. He wants us to feel like that all the time. He wants us to have that peace and not be influenced by what's going on up here. And my last point, number six, set our minds on the things of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, and that's that same peace that I was talking about, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The Lord wants us to focus on him and focus on his things. And when we do this, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. Transcends all understanding, not some understanding, but all understanding. We have the Holy Spirit to overpower our minds. Let's keep pressing into Jesus, keep focusing on the things of God, keep setting our minds on him so that we can feel God's peace. If what comes into our minds is truth, even if there's reasoning behind it, if it's not pure, if it's not lovely, if it's not of God, let's not keep focusing on it. Uh, It reminds me of uh, when Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 24, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. And I really feel that taking authority and taking control over our thoughts is denying ourselves, is dying to self, is removing those things, those ungodly things, removing the clutter, being less of ourselves and more of him. He wants us to follow him, influenced by those things around us. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. The Lord wants us to set our minds on the things above, not earthly things. Set our thoughts on the thoughts of God and not the thoughts of this world. How many of us know that when there's too much going on, when there's too much stress, when there's too much happening, maybe at work, maybe at home, maybe outside, I don't know where. It's a lot harder to, to do whatever we're trying to do. And in the same way that, that my study at home was completely cluttered of uncluttering, we too need to be in a process of uncluttering our mind and our thoughts even before we became Christians, we had things, we, we experienced life. Those thoughts are still there. Those events are still there. But we can focus on God. We can choose to focus on Jesus and allow those things to go away. Take authority over them and immerse ourselves in Scripture I mean, how awesome is it to have scripture at hand when something that is not of God tries to enter our mind, make us think a lie about somebody, gives us evidence, but we've got scripture, our weapon to deal with those things. 
if I can just get um, Priscilla and Priscilla, if you just want to come up, I'm going to finish. The Lord wants us to set our minds on these things above, on his things, not earthly things. And setting our thoughts on godly thoughts and not ungodly thoughts. How awesome is our God that he knows what is best for us. He doesn't want our minds to be filled with clutter. And just like my study at home was filled with stuff that I didn't need. He doesn't want this for our minds. He wants our minds to be filled with God. God wants us to be willing to change our mindset. He wants us to be ready to know, to discern if there's something that's not of God that doesn't seem right to take authority over negative thoughts, over ungodly thoughts and cast them out. He wants us to know scripture and he wants us to use it. We have it there. We all know scripture. But is there too much other stuff going on that we can't access it, that we can't find it when we need it? He wants us to submit to him. Just worship him and pray. Tell him what's on your heart. And lastly, God wants us to just set our minds on him. going to close by praying. Father, we just thank you, God, that you just love us. You love us so much. We just cannot even comprehend the love that you have for us. Father, we thank you for our minds that you've given us and that that we can use them for you, Lord. But Father, we're also mindful of the fact that other thoughts can pop in. Thoughts that are not from you and they fill our minds. They create clutter. They can confuse us. And Father, they can shift our focus away from you. So Father, right now, I just pray, God, that if anyone in this room has been struggling with this, Father, that you'll just speak to them right now, Father, that they may know that you are God. Father, that you are bigger than anything. That you're bigger than any thought. 
that could, we could possibly think of, Father. And Father, that, that we have the authority to take those away, Lord. To shift our mindset and focus on you, Lord. So Father, I pray that you encourage us this morning to do so, Lord. To remind us that we can take authority. That we can remove those thoughts. That we can press into you, Lord. Father, that you'll encourage us to read your word more, Lord. So that we have the weapon, Father. That we have your scripture, your, your truth, Lord. To remove anything that the enemy tries, Lord. Father, you are greater, Lord. And we thank you that we have you, Lord. And I just pray that we will keep submitting to you, Lord. That we will keep praying to you. That we will keep giving you our hearts, Lord. That we will keep handing everything over to you, Lord. Each day, each moment of the day that you will be the focus of our minds, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.